For today I am the boy For today I am the child For today 
Shadows of echoes of memories of songs Oh, how could he know that it won't be Yes. Um, Hi. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Have we been on the Hi, air the whole time? Oh, oh, okay. And this is uh, Wednesday, June 28th. Yes, it is. 2006. Yes, Still. it is, definitely, Still right? 2006. And you're here on Closets Are For Clothes with Christy and Dan and our special guest, the most crazy guest we've ever had, Woo-hoo! my nephew Cody. Yes. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to be with us for a few minutes yes. at the beginning of our show, and then he's going to... Go eat Cheez-Its. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere. So, you were about to ask me a question? I was going to ask you, like, how was your uh, vacation? Well, let me tell you, Dan, I did try to come. I oh, wanted, you really did? I, want, I was planning to come to the show. Okay. It was my full intent. Even it, though we had made arrangements that we knew you were not, you know. It was my intent because I, I was feeling like, you know, I need to be here. Oh, it's, I've made a commitment to be on the show, whatever. Okay. At 5.30 um, last Wednesday, I don't know if you remember, I was about an, maybe an hour hour west of Ann Arbor, I'm 45 minutes west of Ann Arbor. I don't know if it, the same thing happened here, but there was take cover yes. storms happening. Yes, yeah. there was. And I really thought that maybe it wasn't in my best interest to drive anywhere. <laughs> You're right. So I stayed there and I ate some chicken. Ah, uh, I, I gotcha. But I was thinking about the show, and I tried to listen, and I failed. Cause yeah. We could barely get television. You know, wow. the ch- yeah, like you were way, way work. out. Yeah. And so, uh, well, then the storm made everything worse. Right. So, hail? No, it wasn't a hailstorm, but it was. Uh, uh, there were tornado warnings. So they were telling us we were actually had gone out to dinner. And we're thankful we had gone out to dinner because at the restaurant we were at, they had a basement. Oh. Our cabins, not so much. That's right. Exactly. There was just more water. Yeah. <laughs> so we were very fortunate to be in that place that we were at. So yes. it was good, but it's been very stormy. Oh, yeah. Yesterday was rough. Really? Okay. There was. It looked like it snowed at my house. Really? Yes. There was so much hail. And I left my house. I have, I'm in a golf league on Tuesdays. Okay. And I left to go to the golf league about an hour after the storm had kind of passed over. And I went outside in flip-flops and regretted it. Wow. Instantly. It was like walking through snow in flip-flops. Holy but moly. But it was still like 80 degrees. That's interesting. So. Yeah. I wasn't here yeah. this week, so I, I don't. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah, I want to ask you about how that how No, that that's okay. But, yeah. Um, so, but that's why I'm looking. Yeah, it was. If I'm sounding like, really? What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, Dan was living under a rock. Yeah. <laughs> but let me say, though, it was crazy. We were sitting in our. We have a bi-level house. We were sitting downstairs watching TV. And. It's all of a sudden we kind of noticed that it got very dark outside. Oh, wow. And then we started hearing ting, 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 ting. And we were like, that's not rain. <laughs> and so my partner opened the little blind and looked out and she's like, 
oh my god like it was instant right the, like it was like the skies opened up Really? It, like in an instantaneous fashion. Wow. Like it went from sunny and kind of looking like it might rain in a little while. Right. To hail, like, you know, pebble-sized. It wasn't huge. Wow. But it was plentiful. My goodness. And it literally, like, we would we were very close to having to shovel our car out. <laughs> and my street was actually slippery. Wow. So, That's and, I, and it's supposed to have more thunderstorms in the next seven to ten days. So, yes. And our, so now our flower garden and everything looks like it's been weed whacked. <laughs> yes, it does. Does it really? Yes. yes Cody knows it's, uh, um, some uh, plants are missing. Um, I think a lot of gnomes missing. I'm not sure. Oh, I hope the gnomes, gnomes not missing. Uh, it's probably about traveling again. Yeah, it is. The, the <laughs> there, in Ypsilanti, there was a lot of power outage. Cause there was a my, power outage uh, right by our house, too, but luckily we didn't suffer. Because oh, my grandpa, uh, I was staying with him. Stay right and, in front of the microphone, um, honey. It's helpful. Oh, and because um, I live in Chicago. Ah. And, um... So, um, you were I was saying, Grandpa, here. do what? No, we were going to Home Depot yesterday to get him a lawnmower, even though he has two already. Uh oh. Well, I mean, well, tractors. it's a nice collection. You tractors. Know. And, um, then when we were going, the we couldn't see out the window when we were driving. And, um, and, um, then, um, um, th- th- it was so hard that um we had to pull over. Wow. And um, then we went back, and when we w- got to Home Depot, we thought um it was raining so hard when we got out of the car. Um, we s- well first we stayed in there for a few minutes, and uh-huh. we had to we got out, and we, my grandpa went as fast as he can because right. he's seventy three, so he's not gonna go that fast. Ah, um, gotcha. Um, he's seventy four now. No, seventy three. Oh, okay. Yeah, you on. don't know how old your old dad is? I don't. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Thank you, Cody. You're welcome. <laughs> and um, so we went there, and then um, this there was a bench that was in the water. I mean, not in the water, but out in the rain. This lady had to pull it out of the bench because she was sitting there while it started to rain. And by the time she came out, she was... um. She, her, it looked like she just came out of the shower because it was raining that hard. But wow. Um, there was, uh, it, it was a, um, sort of a, thank you. You're welcome. Green sky, sort of. So it looked like a tornado. Uh huh. And, um, then when we went in, the power went out. Oh. I think. It had a glitch. Gotcha. And then What's we, the worst storm you've ever been in? Um, well, I don't know that no. one. Is there is there ones that can like like in Chicago? Do you guys have storms? Yeah, um, but it hasn't rained really hard like oh, that. Oh, gotcha. But and then we went to our friend's house after it stopped raining because we need to get the tractor. Uh-huh. And my grandpa has an Explorer, but that's not big enough. Gotcha. Because it's a Cub Cadet. Okay. And those are pretty big. And wow. so we had to get a tractor, but we didn't do it that day because it all, all all over that neighborhood, it was all out of oh power. Goodness. By the time we left, it was pouring rain again. Wow. And people were slipping off the road and stuff. Holy and there Lord. was a crash. So you guys stayed put then? No. We had to go because it was in the middle of us um, leaving, and we were almost home. But there was people um, sliding off the road. Holy and Lord. Um, I heard when I was, cause yesterday, today, my grandma was watching the news and there was, um, 
like ten car crashes. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow. Just in, just in Van Buren. Yeah. Township. So Cody's totally hanging out with us for a few days. He's staying with ah, us. Ah, nice. And um, we. If you may notice, his hair is a little large. It's grown out, yes. Well, we... I kind of like it. We... You kind of? He doesn't like it very much. In fact, he called me this morning and said, when are you coming to pick me up? And I said, well, I have to go get a haircut, and then I'm going to come... It was yesterday. You're right. Right. I have to get a haircut, and then I'm coming after the haircut. And he's like, oh, I need a haircut really bad. Can I come with you? And I said, well, we'll all pick you up, and then we'll go get a haircut at some other point while you're staying with us. Well, I made the comment... Yeah, and yeah, I mean, you, I made the comment that um, uh huh, that he looks like Greg Brady. Yes, but he doesn't know who that is. No, so it was not even funny to him. Oh my god! But you know what? That's a great visual for folks who are listening because yes, you definitely look like uh, Greg well, Brady. Well, he came out of my my dad's house when we came to pick him up, and he was like, I was Danielle was like, oh my god, he looks so grown up. I was like. He totally looks like Greg Brady. <laughs> like he should be out in the yard working on his bike. Which is such a contrast to how, um, it, such a contrast that he's got long hair and um, Alex returning right. from Europe. Da, 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 da. Damn near bald headed. Uh, exactly. I was sitting there. He looks sort of like Elvis that got a haircut. There you go. Yes, we've got Greg Brady and Elvis with us. You know, all right, all the stars, all the stars come to be on closet. That's right. That's right. You sort of look like a wrestler named Rod Van Dam. Is he cool? Yes, he's he's ECW champion and. A WWE champion. I'm totally good. Wow. So, Dan, tell us how your trip was. Well, the trip was fantastic. I I, um, I have an aunt who allows us to come out and visit her. Um, she's on the west side of um, Michigan. She lives on Lake Michigan. And so she. we actually, when you go to her house, um, you... Um, Go to the you go you could go to the lake, which is just out you know basically she lives on the lake, so you could be actually you know, just go backyard and you boom you're there um or uh and so I spent a lot of time just just basically um enjoying the <laughs> he is I do look like him just hey. like just him. like him you're totally his doppelganger hey. <laughs> I mean, muscles and all. I mean, hey. I told you look, you look like him. Um, he, yes, it's Rob Van Dam who we're referring to, people. I'm kind of like a darker version, yeah. Um, you would look like Triple H. He's another wow. actor. Um, he, Triple H. Okay, yes. we're looking up that guy now. Okay. okay, so Dan, please tell me the like you. It's the lake. Yeah. So basically, I spent the whole time. And you know what? This is what is so amazing. Is um, and by the way, her name is um, Aunt Mary. So she's so Aunt Mary. Aunt Mary. So um, and I'll be referring to her later in the show, and you'll know why in a moment. But it was one of those things with her. With her is. Um, where was it going with this? Oh, is uh, one of the yeah. things that I've talked about on the on the show is sometimes the struggles I have with talking to my family who happens to be very conservative, very Republican, mm-hmm. um, uh, very uh, very Christian in the sense of promise keeper, evangelical type, um, and. Um, so a lot of times I'm having to deal with a lot, with a lot of the issues of what do we really have in common, and um, and so it, it makes sometimes family gatherings a little more interesting. 
And so what happened is that this, I don't know what happened, but we were all sent at the lake and there was like really nothing to do. And so we, and we're kind of stuck with each other because we kind of all right. rode together. Exactly. There's no. You can't get out. Right. You know? So one of the tactics that I've, I've been trying to build and trying to do is, is uh, what I've learned through, um, the American Friends Service Committee through the Quaker Church. Um, it's actually the, the activist arm of, of the Quaker Church is the American, AFSC. Um, is they have this, this program that they have. It's called the LARA, um, uh, doing discussions with LARA. And, um, and what the situation and what it is it's listen, um, affirm, uh, respond, and add. And so I've been really trying to practice this with my family to try to find common things that we have, you know, things that we have in common right, and right. stuff. Well, sure enough, this weekend it worked. It was like, because a lot of times it's been like... Was it it, a great weekend? It was a wonderful weekend. It was one of those things where we finally were able to find things that we had in common. And I have one particular um, brother-in-law that is very... I mean, I'm on one end. This was was your family. Your family. All my siblings. Your aunt? Your aunt? You have a lot in common with your aunt? No, I have a lot in common with my brother-in-law. Um, Just him, not anyone else well, in the, the he, family? Well, that was the situation, is that um, he is usually, guy. I'm on one end of the spectrum and he's on the other end of the spectrum, and my family is more toward his end than on my end um, of the, spe- of, uh, do you know what a spectrum is? Like a rainbow. Like a, like a line, okay. or a line, like he's That's thinking one thing and That's I'm on I the thought. other. Yeah. So, um and so my family is more toward his side, um, but he's farther than any of them. So we have a lot of disagreements on how life should be led yes, and indeed. things like this and, and, and what and how I should believe and how I should um, conduct my life, if you will, uh. and what is considered successful. Um, and, um, and so what happened was that this weekend – I was practicing this this type of conversation that I was learning that I've learned from the Quakers, um, and, and and it worked. We were him and I were able to find a common a common a common uh, life issue, um, and and then was able to talk for like an hour hour and a half, which is the most I think I've ever talked to him in the in the past two years. Wow. Um, yeah, and the two of us just sat there and talked and talked and was sharing and really affirming one another and really but trying to have a. You guys, I thought you didn't like him or in no, a way. No, I never said I didn't like him. We well, just disagreed. We just had a, a lot of disagreement. Um, he, the way he gets to do things, um, or his goals in life were very different than my goals in life. Um, but it turns out that some of our motivation, like maybe I should say his motivations for doing things and my motivation for doing things are very different. Um, but we have, but what we found in common was what we, um, is what our goals are. You know, like he really wants to have a life where he does a lot of giving and a lot of of um, bettering of the community. I can see that you could. Yeah, exactly. And that's one of the things that we, we had in common. And so we were both able to talk about, like, well, how we go about doing that and, and why why we care about the community we live in and why we and what and what drives us to do the things that we do. And for him, he was talking about some of the fears that he has. And it ended up being a very personal conversation. Of what you some, had the same fears? Well, we didn't have the same fears, but I could understand where he, like, where he, it, it helped me to fill in a lot of what he, why he does what he does. And so we were able to do a lot of bonding, you know, and find some common ground. We may have different views on how things should be done, but we had a lot of things in common. 
You know, well, it's that's kinda, excellent. Yeah, it's kind of like you know the bully at school. You know, you have a really hard time with him, and you know he's always really rough to get along with. But then you find out that you, both of you like wrestling. Yeah, everybody you know. likes wrestling. See? Not so, true. Well, everyone know. who's a kid mostly. Well, not maybe I not. I know a lot of girls who do. Okay, well, but that's one of your realities. So, right. and, you know, and so as someone who doesn't like wrestling, you know, maybe but we'll find, you know, something in common with like they both like the rocks acting. You I don't know. like the rock. Well, see, that, that, but there might be something. And you'd work at it to try to figure out what you have in common. You know. Why'd you write that down? Because I thought it was interesting. So he's going to share it with other people maybe and at another time. I thought you were such a brilliant, brilliant addition to my life that I wanted to write did it down. Did Triple H look like you too in your I opinion? thought he did. Triple H? I thought oh, he did. Yeah, wasn't he's he? Gone. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, it's okay. But yeah, I thought yeah. he did. What do you guys, um, you know, when I was. Because. Well, uh-huh. I want to talk a little bit more about what Dan was talking about, okay? Oh, okay. Um, that's really cool, yeah. actually. And yeah. it's good for you for being able to get to that place. Right. And, because and I think that that's a really tough yes. ro- like river to navigate and to get there. And yes. it is it is possible. Yes. And I'm certain that he probably had as much of a positive response post-conversation yeah. as you did, which yes. is awesome. Yes. And I just, I really, for me, this whole weekend, um, this long weekend that I had was really about uh, visiting to getting to know my sister's. Mm-hmm. again and you know my sister's going through a real t- tough time with her employer and things like this and really w- with employment issues and you know and her and I was able to support her with whatever she you know we never came to any resolution there was really nothing I could do for her but one of the things right. I could do was sit and listen to her and just have her just talk it out and and so the Lara thing is listen um affirm so you got to find something like you listen to what they re- what are they really trying to say affirm what is like uh, find something in common is that what affirm um, is for not really. It's more like respond in a positive way. So if somebody is saying, you know, it's just to to find the strength in them mm-hmm. and in what they're saying. Yep. Yeah, so you understand what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. then respond. And like why they're doing it. Right. And yep. respond is R, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And then what's the last A? And then if there's anything to add. Okay. So like, for instance, if someone said that, you know, well, we can't let... Um, we can't let gay people get married. Um, that that would just wreck all marriages. No, it wouldn't. Um, thank you very much. Well, you can <laughs> one of the, exactly. So what you do is you listen to what they what they're trying to say, and you, the, the the affirmation would be yes. That is a, a marriage is something that should be um um sacred in people's lives and important, and it's an important decision. Um, you're affirming like yeah, marriage is a big deal. Um, and then you would basically respond with saying, you know, saying that to that. Well, then you would respond, you know, says, but you know, but I, um, I'm not doing very good. This example well, I have, but you know, it doesn't need to be exclusive exactly. or, but it doesn't need to be only for this group of people. Exactly. Um, and then your, I suppose your ad would be something like, you know, you know that there that there are um, equal a number of long term marriages as uh, in the LGBT community as there are in the uh, straight right. community. Right. You know, um, and so that would be something, you know, that 
that you could be able to add. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, and so that's what's uh, and that's kind of what I've been trying to do, and over and over and over with my family, and and it was really wonderful to have that. All that, what do you, like in gardening, you know, all that toil and all that um, work in the garden. Finally, I'm starting mm-hmm. to see the fruits of that labor, and 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 the flowers actually happening, you know, and bursting. That's really cool. Congratulations. So yeah, I'm and so I'm I'm celebrating right now. I'm not sure how long this is going to last. You thought you wouldn't like him. You thought you wouldn't like him. Well, I thought. Good point. Not um, um, get along. I think that that's exactly it because we haven't been able to get along very well. You know, because he would attack um, different conversations or or uh, uh, way, ways of doing things much differently than I would, um, and so we would have a lot of a lot of issues, uh, a lot of things where the two of us would would um, end up arguing over it, and the two of us have been really, I think, trying to work on and really trying to work on trying to be. Uh, trying to trying trying to find something in common or not be so. Um, um, why we're laughing is Christy is welcoming our next guest and she almost took the headphones with her. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, but it's it's so that's the thing is I knew he wasn't a bad guy because I really truly believed he was. Is he going to uh, join us? Um, no, he, no, he's not here. Kevin's not related to me. Um, <laughs> um, but but it was one of those things that. Um, um, it doesn't really matter where, uh, you know, what, we were really trying to, since we were going to be dealing with each other for the rest of our lives, we were both really trying to find something that would be, uh, that we didn't have to argue over, that would make things a lot more peaceful when our family gets together. And um, and also, it kind of br- helped bridge, um, because with my sister and I, my sisters and I, relationship has struggled, because every time we would get together, he would have to be there. Um, because they were trying to do things together themselves, but if him and I kept getting into an argument every single time, it made it really uncomfortable or right. strained relationship with my sister. So um, one of the things that um, we were able to do is this weekend was to be able to find those commonalities so that the two of, so the two of us wouldn't put such a strain on my sisters and I relationship. But then it also, you know, so it was really wonderful to be able to have that epiphany, if you will. So. Well, Cody, yeah. you were very helpful in that section of the yeah. of the show, and we really appreciate you being so helpful and so good. Yes. We're going to talk to Kevin now, so can you chill out for a little while, and maybe we'll talk to you again at the end of the show? Okay. Cool. Thank you. Awesome. So our next person who's going to um, be joining Grill us. Grill you with questions. That's right. <laughs> but very thoughtful and Good question. Yes, of course. Is um, Kevin from the University of Michigan's Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, and Transgender Affairs Office. I moved, moved those things around. Sorry about that. But it's yeah. the LGBTA. Yes. And... Um, and uh, so, um, and there's lots of things. Even you know, it's it's summertime, and there is living is easy. I mean, sorry. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it is not as uh, um, as quiet around the LGBTA as I would think it would be. You guys are doing some remodeling, apparently, or that's right, Dan. And before I get started, though, Christy. Oh, okay. We're gonna have to switch. We're gonna switch yeah. mics here. Yep. Hello, Dan. There we go. That's the Kevin I know. (laughs) And before I begin, Dan, I just want to affirm what Cody was saying since you were talking about affirmation. Oh, okay. (laughs) I do definitely see a resemblance between you and Triple H and Rob Van Dam. Yes. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I could see you in the ring, Dan. Uh, yes. I totally could, too. And it's... Oh, I dream of that. But anyway. <laughs> That's okay. right. So thank you for that information. Yes, you're welcome. Anything you would add to that? No, I'm kidding. No, no. <laughs> So yes, so uh, speaking speaking of, um, oh, I was going to try to add something. Being in the ring of the uh, LGBTA, but that doesn't quite work. Um, but oh, there's a new ring to the LGBTA office. Yes, How's there that? Is. Yes. <laughs> we have a new paint job in the office. Okay. And you will love the color that we have chosen. It is called Funky Fruit. No, is it really? Yes. That's what they call Dan when he's wrestling. <laughs> So you should come visit us, Dan. Then. Yes, exactly. Right. Just, but you won't be able to see me. I'll just mold into the... <laughs> <laughs> and you should really check it out. It looks really great. Um, we're trying to create a second home for students where they could come, right. and it's very bright and welcoming and, and all that good stuff. So I think we've done Fantastic. a good job, and I invite you to come right. take a look. Wow. So finally, not only are the people there warm and friendly, inviting. but inviting. Now the the, the office is also exactly yeah yes. terrific. So definitely, is there any remodeling of the walls, or was it just a new paint job? Or well, that's a surprise. You have to come check it out. Oh, it, it is a paint job. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay, mm-hmm. definitely. Such a tease. So yeah. <laughs> well, in addition to the remodeling, there's also been some like growth in the library, right? Absolutely. And the library is kind of my baby in the office. Ah. Um, I'm responsible for ordering new books for the library, and I'm really excited about the new books that we have. We just got 30 new books for the library. Wow. Oh, that's a lot. All, yeah, that's great. Yeah, so a variety of topics and subjects, and I can't wait to start reading them myself. Yeah, yeah there you go. Well, it looks like maybe you've brought some of them with you. I have. Dan asked me to bring some because he says you love books here on the show and we so do. we do we I talk about books some. all the time yes yes so what's so what do you have let's see <clears throat> one book i have here is called gender queer okay i'm sure you're familiar with this mm-hmm. concept yes no i'm not no you're not <laughs> what, <laughs> what does that mean that's a great question gender queer is sort of a term for people who don't fit into the rigid gender binary, male or female, we sort of blur that binary and sort of are either in between or beyond that binary. And so this book is uh, basically a collection of firsthand accounts written by about 30 different people talking about their experiences of transgressing gender binaries. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. And it's edited by Joan Nestle, Claire Howell, and Ricky Wilchins. Oh, wow. All the people we've talked about on this show. I was going to say, I think I know some of those people. Wow. What else you got? Well, along those same lines, we have Undoing Gender by the famous Judith Butler. Oh, wow. Who is really known for talking about gender as a performance and as something that you do. And this is her latest book in which she talks about undoing gender. Um, And I don't know really much more beyond that, but it sounds really fascinating. Oh, yeah. Wow. So I never even thought about that. I've never thought of that gender is, a, is not as, as well. I've, 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 I'm, I am aware that gender can be a presentation, like mm-hmm. how you're perceived um, when you go out into the world and, and leave your private space, if you will, or as people enter your space. Correct. Um, but I never thought about it as that it's a performance that you do. That you do gender. So yes. that would be interesting to, to take it apart and um, 
Where sometimes implies undoing dominant notions of personhood. Very interesting. Oh, wow. And how did you acquire these books? Were these donations or were the uh, things that you actively pursued? Or These were actually purchased. Okay. Um, we had a little bit of money left over at the end of our fiscal year, which just ended. Yay. And so we got to have fun and buy some books. Okay. Terrific. And basically, the selection process um, was very daunting. We had a list of about 50 or 60 books that we wanted and wow. you know, had to cut that down in half. Um, wow. So basically, we were just filling needs. Where did we have gaps? Some subjects that maybe we didn't have many books on. Right. Um, and tried to get a, a broad, diverse group of books. Fantastic. Wow. Well, this next book on the pile, Evolution's Rainbow, is interesting to me, but mostly because the author's last name is Rough Garden. <laughs> which really intrigues me. Like, how, you know, I I don't know. It just yes. does. But this looks like a really cool book. It's actually Diversity, Gender, and Sexuality in Nature and in People. And it's got the, a picture of a fish on the cover. Wow. So, you know, there has been a lot of discussion um, about, you know, is there homosexuality in the animal kingdom? That's right. Um, and, you know, just separate from the penguins and the zoo. Right. Whatever. Um, and so this book actually looks really good. And I found out this weekend as well that, um, that some, uh, some species, there is absolutely no, um, homosexuality whatsoever. And then there's others where it is a, a dominant mm-hmm. trait mm-hmm. that the majority of them are, or have a homosexual, um, actors, I guess we can't by... identify, we can't really identify whether they... If, uh, why they're doing it, but they do right. have some activity that is by. You're right. right. There we go. But it was very interesting. Because the species does probably continue. Right. Right. Which would mean there'd have to be some. Exactly. So it's some very mixing of the genders, sexes, whatever. The whichever. yes, yes. And so that's interesting. That um, so you're right. That I thought because I thought it would happen in all species, but apparently. Uh, there are some that has never been found. And I thought, oh, that's kind of interesting. So, Well, it's interesting, too, because there are some people out there who claim that homosexuality is not normal or not natural. So then you have a book like this that says, oh, wait, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> right. It had fish can yeah. be gay. So yes, exactly. And fish can't remember what happened 30 seconds ago. So it's not likely that they're making choices. Right? That's like true. This. this is just a natural phenomenon that they So pursue. who was it in uh, Nemo? Was her name Nora? Yeah. Nora? Dora. Now, Dora. That's right. Played exactly. by a queer. Yes. Ellen so DeGeneres. was she, was that like a, maybe a, uh, a That's dominant totally trait? Normal. Oh, wow. That whole can't mm-hmm. remember so anything from minutes I probably minutes. prefer to be a clownfish, so I remember things then, hey? Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so next we have Brotherhood, Gay Life in College Fraternities. Woohoo! <laughs> Oh, sorry. It's a dream come true for you, isn't and it? That, that is, is. That is an update to a book by Shane Windemeyer from 10 years ago called Out on Fraternity Row, which oh. sort of was the first book to really look in depth about gay, gay men in college fraternities. And this is sort of the sequel to that book and sort of evaluating what has happened in the 10 years since that book was released. And oh. apparently there's been a lot of great progress. Wow. That's So fantastic. more and more fraternities are becoming open-minded and allowing people who openly identify as gay to join. That's great. And there's a lot more acceptance out there. So then the what I would think that the societal gossip, I guess, of no, that never happens, I guess there is some change occurring. That's mm-hmm. really, that is, that is great news. That is really wonderful news. There's it no is. pictures in it, so I, I don't care. There are a few. Oh, there are. Okay, I'll have to find them. There are a few. <laughs> At the starts of chapters, ah. there's a picture of the author. Oh, that's what that's I just true. learned. I just saw a lovely picture of Clay Cunningham, who is in Teak at Texas A&M, which right on for him for being gay in that environment. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Maybe I'll train his fraternity. But, yes, exactly. This is interesting (laughs) because I guess it's just a very interesting topic to me in the sense of you always hear... You know the the brotherhood or the you know where you're never quite allowed into that it's like that ceiling right or but it's also incredibly attractive because being gay it's like the all male environment right. so why wouldn't it be right attractive I'm sure there's an equivalent for like women a convent ah yes. okay there you go mm-hmm. so stories about being gay or being lesbian in the in the convent mm-hmm. so. there are many many lesbian gay women friends of mine who have like none things they like. Oh, just really bad habits or just damn, sorry. dude. Sorry, sorry. I just I, I'm on a roll. You and know? a few of them, their crush started with Julie Andrews and The Sound of Music. Oh, well, started. so did mine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the whole musical Makes began. Sense. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> Climb every mountain had a whole new meaning for me. But go ahead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kevin's like, oh my god, why'd I do this? <laughs> I bet Cody's getting a kick out of this. What? Yeah, Cody's not even paying attention. <laughs> I gave Cody a Sharpie, so he's getting high. There you go. Not really. Wow. Oh. He's coloring money. Excellent. Oh. All right, so what's That's a next? Movie. So the next book, in keeping with the college theme, this is Harvard's Secret Court, which is the savage 1920 purge of campus homosexuals at Harvard University in 1920. Oh. Apparently, there is a, a big controversy. They basically had a witch hunt trying to find all the gay students at Harvard and expel them um, or basically ruin their reputations. And just just last year or two years ago, someone found all these secret documents linking oh. back to this and wrote a book about it. And so that's the book. Oh, how interesting. So it's kind of like, when did this come out? Just last year. Just last mm-hmm. year. So it's kind of like the Da Vinci Code for gay men. Exactly. Or, or women, too, maybe. Mm-hmm. Wow, because I've never read it, so I don't know if it has women-ish stories in it. Interesting. Wow. So it's called the Harvard Secret Court. Yes. I may just have to stop by the office. Not only see the uh, the new colors, but maybe check out a book. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we have nearly 2,000 books, and all of them are ava- wow. available for checkout. Wow, 2,000. And is it still, what's the name of it? The Jim Toy okay. Library. Oh, it's yes. still the Jim Toy Library. Yes. Okay, fantastic. Named after our, our co-founder, Jim Toy. Yes, yes. What else you got? Our next book, and this is a very controversial subject, it's called Without Condoms, Unprotected Sex, Gay Men, and Barebacking. And basically, it, it's a new book that ex- explores the increase and in trend in gay men having unprotected sex and sort of That's explores right. the reasons behind that. Um, yes, very fascinating book. Wow, and and that is, it's a very fascinating topic, definitely. Cool, mm-hmm. you and know. it's got. I have a fashion question. I know Please. that this is totally probably inappropriate right now, but why do gay men tuck their sweaters in? It looks really uncomfortable and bad. Well, does it really look? Bad? You know what? I do have my own theory, but do you have any, an idea, Kevin? No, I'm I'm interested to hear your, your theory. I think it provides the V shape, which makes you more attractive. Okay, so the sweater kind of bulks and shows you up off on the butt top. too. Yeah, yeah, shows and off then, your butt and yeah. also keeps your like waist and hips narrow. Yeah, because if you can tuck in your if you can tuck in your sweater, you must be thin. But then as a comes out uh, to meet your it shoulders. Naturally makes you it look broader. It makes a natural V, yeah, which okay, makes you. Because it really doesn't look that great. Right, right. It's but you know, but I definitely when I see people do that, I'm like, my goodness, you must be very thin because. Because both or, of the men on the cover of this book have their sweaters tucked in. Do they really? Yes. They're not just like. 
They're sweaters. Oh, yeah, they are sweaters. And they have shirts underneath. Right. But it looks like wow. a kind of crisp fall day. They prob- And they're riding bikes. Yeah. But you know what, though? I'm sorry. We don't usually critique the covers of the books, mm-hmm. but... You can't judge a book by its cover. That's true. But they also have baskets on their co- on their bikes. I, I just find they're very humorous. That is very and they're, gay. And they're wi- yeah, they're very gay. They're wicker baskets. I'm guessing too. that these are rented bicycles, like in a park or whatever. Probably. Oh, must be. Must yeah. be. Because gay men wouldn't do anything. Well, you might. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sorry to make that. But this is also, this is a very intriguing book. But, I mean, I think that's also the book, I, I think I can see why they chose that cover of the book, just because of most most likely the places that barebacking would maybe possibly occur. Is in a park. Yeah, mm-hmm. where you would pick somebody up in a park or a rest right. area. Or but the two, these two men mm-hmm. look more intimate than a random trick, in my opinion. But that's the point. Yeah. Okay. I think it's to make you think about that. That okay. they're about to okay. do the hooking. Mm-hmm. Crocheting. Right. Is that what they're calling it now? I've got it tonight. <laughs> we have a new term, folks. Yeah. <laughs> have to update our career dictionary. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay, three more. All right. Next is queer diasporas. Now, this is what really interesting. Yeah. Um, basically, just taking a look at LGBT people globally. And talking about intersecting identities and talking about how concepts and notions of queer can change from time to place. um, And just really taking a critical look at that. So this is kind of like a worldwide look at, oh, that's fascinating. I would be so interested in this one. And it's called Queer Diasporas. Diasporas. Fascinating, and how? Because I do wonder how does the, I mean around the world? How do people interpret what what queer is, what gay is, le- you know, lesbian, you know, um, what's accepted, what's not accepted, and then how do they come? How does that society come up with that term? Exactly, because if you, you know? think of queer as being juxtaposed against what's normal, what's normal varies from yeah. place to place. Yes. So. Because in some countries, and I, I, I'm because I'm being very naive right at the moment, I under, understand that someone may take a wife, um, but then have several male friends, if you will, mm-hmm. um, and so, but they don't consider that gay. They don't consider that bisexual. That's that's just the they norm. They occasionally right. have sex with men. Right. I mean, that's right. not an identity. Yeah. It's an activity. There mm-hmm. you go. Exactly. Like tennis. Right. You know, I, I also, <laughs> never mind. I've got, I can go anywhere in that one. You are dirty. I, I am not. Just because Cody left the room. I just, you know, so, um, but yes. And then what's the next book? The next book is Curiouser, Curiouser? which is about the queerness of children. Yes. Oh, wow. And that's an interesting book written by a lot of sex researchers, um, basically exploring children's sexuality and, and refuting the notion that children don't have a sexuality. <clears throat> and yet are sort of raised to be heterosexual, sort of that contradiction that we have. Right. Interesting that they, yeah, because I've always, yeah, I mean, that was one of the arguments I've always had of, you don't necessarily have to talk about the details, but you can talk about the other stuff. And uh, there, I mean, isn't part of growing up in the first few well, sure. years? And don't we already say things like to five-year-olds, you know, do you have a boyfriend in kindergarten? Right. To a little girl, like, that's, I think that's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And w- why wouldn't... I don't, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be... I mean, you're already teaching a, um, right. a, a, a norm, if you will. Right. Absolutely. So, wow. 
What else you got? Last but not least, we have Buy America, which is Myths, Truths, and Struggles of an Invisible Community. Isn't that the truth? Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Say more, Dan. Sorry. Tell well, me how you really feel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like it when Kevin's here. He always asks me about that. Um, <laughs> it's always about me. <laughs> he's been here before? Yeah. He's, yes, Cody. He's been here many times, actually. I'm a regular guest on the show. That's right. Um... Um, but yeah, I think that that is one of the things that even, and I'll even go as far as saying even on the show, we don't talk about that as much, bisexuality. Um, and, and I think that that is one of those things that we just never really, uh, that I think, it, at least in the gay male culture or my gay male culture is that it's not, there, it, see, people really do think it's, it's a fence issue. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, or a coming out issue. And, I don't believe it really is. And I think that that's why, and talking about a missing or a, an ignored community that we need to be included. I find this interesting. There's like, so, there's tables of statistics in the back. It looks like they did a study. And of course, I'm just doing a cursory glance and I'm not reading the sort of explanation of the study. Uh-huh. But I find it interesting that um, the question about do you consider yourself polyamorous? The the response out of 114 people, 68% said yes. No. Yeah, 73% of men, 61% of women. I find I find that I'm tra- I'm troubled by that because I don't. I mean, I, I know a lot of polyamorous yeah. people. Those main circles of life that I operate yeah. in is amongst that group of folks, and but I still wouldn't say of the general population. So I I would love to know. You know more about this study. It makes me want to read the book, actually, yeah. to like find out more about that and who now were why? they, who were they asking? Maybe how they defined it too. Ah. Yeah, and yes. how they define polyamory, and yeah, you know, I'm sure that there are some people out there that are just cheaters that say they're yeah. polyamorous, right? right? Right. So I don't know, and but that's, that's yeah. interesting. That's a really great book. You know, I remember not that very long ago talking about resources for bisexual folks and. There weren't that many. There no. really aren't a lot of books out there about it. No. Or um, so this book, even subtitling itself, an invisible population, is invisible right. community, or what have you. Um, it's pretty Myth, true. Myths, truths, and struggles of an invisible community. Right, and we were talking about that actually not yes. too long ago. Actually, about it how, was. Yeah. Um, Keith Orr actually brought up like the guys in Brokeback Mountain. They were actually bi. They weren't yeah. gay men. Yeah. I mean, they at least in practice they were bi. Whether they believe, you know. Whether yes. that in a perfect world that's how they would mm-hmm. have identified, we don't know, but their their actions implied that for right. sure. Right. So, well, those are all great. Yes. And so, what's the what are the library rules? Like, if I wanted to read by America, but I didn't want to go buy it. Anyone is welcome to check out books, and you can check out books for up to three weeks. Okay. Gotcha. And so you would just come to the office, which is where? The office is located in the Michigan Union on the corner of State Street and South University on the third floor. So now um, there's some other stuff that's going on this summer. Yep. I just have one quick announcement. I don't want to take up all your time. That's okay. But art fair is coming up. No kidding. In Ann Arbor tradition. We, <laughs> all, know, we all know and love. Well, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or love to hate, maybe. <laughs> and the local LGBT offices, the University of Michigan office, Eastern Michigan's office, um, Washtenaw Community College, and RAP, all getting together to have a booth at Art Fair. And we are looking for volunteers to help staff it. And those hours are, who do they call? Well, first of all, 
What are the hours available for folks to volunteer? People can sign up for two-hour blocks anytime in between 9 a.m. and 10 p.m. on Wednesday, July 16th through Friday the 21st, and that's Saturday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Okay. And so um, what do they do if they want to do that, if they want to volunteer? If you'd like to volunteer, just contact Gabe Javier from the Office of LGBT Affairs. We know that guy. He's a nice guy. <laughs> I get to work with him every what day. What you call him? George? You were calling him some oh not right Oh, my gosh. Name. Thank you for reminding everybody. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Anyway. Do I have some dirt to take back to the office? Oh. No, he was, Gabe was totally here. Dan yes. was calling him the wrong name for like 20 Dan, minutes. Yes. And he said, I don't know, maybe the name was George. And he said, yes. Dan, while some of my friends call me George, most people call me Gabe. <laughs> He put me spot he perfectly, was, wonderfully. He, he was totally he was, smooth with yes. it and great. He was awesome. Yes. That sounds like Gabe. Yeah. Yes, he was great. Uh, oh, in fact, I admired him right away. It was, <laughs> it was like wonderful. <laughs> exactly. All right, so you call, you contact Gabe. How do you do that? You can either call the office, 763-4186, or you can email Gabe directly. His email is JavierGC, J-A-V-I-E, rgc at umich.edu. All right. Yes. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yes, exactly. It's always a pleasure. It is. Yes. And I'm glad so much stuff's happening over there. Oh, my gosh. It's really cool that that stuff doesn't stop just because it's summertime. That's right. Yes, exactly. They have a lot to prepare for, that's Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. So so tell everybody thank you for all the work you guys are doing over there. I will do that. So terrific. And sorry you were locked out. So um, we're going to take a little pause for a little bit. Okay. And um, and we'll come back. And uh, there's been some like major things that have kind of happened, some deaths in our community that's happened. Right. And um, um, I kind of wanted to have a little conversation about that. Okay, we will. That's right. And we are back. All right. And right. <laughs> oh, we're sorry. And um, so, um, so yeah, so, you know, I was looking for some news for today and was trying to go through some stuff. And, um, and I came across this email that, like, just, like, hit me where it hurt. I was just like, oh, my word. Because this was, like, there was a gentleman who died. His name is Eric Rofus. Um, and... Um, he's, he was, he was a young guy and he was one of these folks that when I started getting more knowledgeable of my, of my place in the community and where I, where I, I think I'm going to be going in my activism and stuff. I mean, Eric Rofus really helped me to kind of see, to see my history, see my, um, and see where I, I, where we may need to be going as a community and things. And he really kind of helped center myself. And, I, and so I'm going to read the, basically the press release. And it was the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force. Um, and oh, by the way, let me put this out here is that I had to go through several, several press releases once again to try to figure out what really took place. Um, and it wasn't until I went to the gay press that I actually found out. Um, it was very interesting. The National Gay and Lesbian Task Force 
mourns the death of Eric Rofus, a leader, activist, visionary, former b- board member, and dear friend of the task force. He died yesterday as the result of a heart attack, and this is on Monday, uh, June 26th. Um, and Matt Foreman, who's cur- the current executive director of the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force, said, words cannot express the loss we, we all feel. For more than 30 years, Eric was our movement's visionary. Was our movement's visionary. He pushed us to to be better, to never lose sight of what our movement for liberation is all about, and to uh, and to love each other. Um, boy, oh boy, and I am definitely getting old. Um, fight, excuse Would me. Would you like me to read it? That's okay. Fight for each I other. I have my corrective lenses. <laughs> oh, okay. Fight for each other and celebrate our community. And that was one of the key things because he had some conversations that with people that were very, very uncomfortable. But yet he was still he was one of the folks that could still find what we need to celebrate or what we had in common to celebrate. Um, he was an organizer with a, without a par, uh, a brilliant thinker and writer, and above all else, a wonderful person and friend. Our hearts go out to his partner, Crispin Hollings, and all the members of his extended family. Um, and um, and he was he was only like 52 years old, and he died suddenly, and a lot of people were saying that he died of natural causes, and I was just like, you know, like, what is going on here? Um, but... Um, and so I finally figured out that it, I was like, for 52, it couldn't have been natural causes. Something must have happened. Right, and right. So to find out that it was a heart attack, at least I knew I felt that it wasn't something that was being hidden, that there was something that they were trying to, because he was a very healthy guy. And so that's what kind of shocked right, right. me. Um, and Carrie LaBelle, a former director of the task force, says, Eric Rofus was a strong feminist who was never afraid to put his privilege on the line for those around him. He bore witness to every major issue for three decades as we talked about war, homelessness, HIV, violence, health, reframing our families, sex, and sexuality. His gentle spirit will be sorely missed. So that was one of the things that I was just kind of like, you know... There are a lot of people in my life that I guess I just have never quite acknowledged or or really quite put out there as um I guess we've never talked about this on the show of of people that have been influential in our lives that you know made a difference. I mean there definitely there are people like you know Martin Luther King and and sure. um and we've talked about those folks and and uh uh, Clarita Scott King and 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 very big notables notables and last Thursday in fact we even celebrated some of the folks that we um, there was the Pride dinner or the Pride banquet and so we celebrated some of that and that kind of brought it home as well of like wow we really do need to celebrate the folks in our life and um, and so that's why I was thinking that um, so that's why I was kind of thinking like so. We, so he was a big factor of life, and I was kind of curious if you had anybody that was like notable in your life that maybe not wasn't famous or whatever, but definitely had an impact for you. Well, first of all, I want to say I'm sorry for your loss. I oh, thank this you. This person was important to you, and I think it's um, you know, it's important to acknowledge that that is a loss in your life. And right. So want to right. say that? You know, you you mentioned this as a plan for the show, and I've been trying to think of it, and then. All honesty, like, it's a really hard question it to really answer. It really is. It really, really is. You know, when I when I was first coming out, I was really at sea. I really, I was learning about it from books and yeah. from, um, you know, newspapers. And, you know, I could pick up between the lines or whatever. But I didn't really know a lot of 
right. of queers. And I think that, or even activists or people who, you know, I knew a few. Um, but I think there were a few, like, I don't even know their names. Oh, I know one of their names. There was a drag queen. I would go to this nasty little bar. And if I told you where it was, you'd know exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> I probably it's would. it's no longer there. It's okay. not around anymore. But this drag queen named Angelica Red. Okay. Who was just out. Like, you know, you could tell that this person was just there in their life and feeling it and mm. like living it no matter what. And yeah, they were doing drag in a crappy little strip mall gay bar. Right. But, but she w- she was enjoying the hell out of herself. Right. And... Um, it was awesome. And yes. I think that there was, you know, that was sort of something I kind of saw as a, uh, something to aspire to right. and says, you know, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to change it. I can't hide it. Yes. I'm not going to pretend to be so- anything else. Right. Um, for anybody, because this being this being, you know, what you see before you is what gives me the most joy and pleasure in my life. Thank you. And so that Thank I think you. was the that was really important to me you know and i will say that at that time you know i was sitting in that crappy little gay bar by myself like i didn't know anyone and it was just as a side note one of the um, teachers from my high school came in there um who was married oh my (laughs) goodness and came in there with a very very young man and (laughs) um you know i would only been out of high school two years right so scandalous. It was scandalous. Just like when I found out when I was still like trying to figure out being am I am I Catholic or not Catholic, and I ran into both priests right. of my church that I grew up in at the bar here in Ann Arbor, and right. I went, oh, "What are oh. you doing at the Necto?" Well, see, and that was sort of the thing. It was this juxtaposition of this closeted person yeah. who lived two different lives. You know, a, li- a, di- a day, I'm sorry, a daytime life and a nighttime life, and then there was this person, this other person, who. I mean, there was no way they were living two lives. Right. It was just so obvious to me that everything in their life was this person that they were being on yes. stage. And, you know, granted, not everybody is that camp. Right. Like, I think that there was some performance involved. Right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But definitely being genderqueer, definitely being, you know, flamboyant and yes. being the, that so, just so vibrant. Yes. You know, and I was like, you know... That's why gay, which used to mean happy, means yes. gay now. Yes, like, yes. And that's kind of, I think that was really, really profound for me to oh, see yeah. that. And probably why I have such an affection for drag. Ah. You know, like, okay. I really appreciate it. I yeah. really, you know, I mean, there are some drag that's not so great, but no. I do appreciate right. the effort and, and everything that's involved in it. So. I guess that's my my sort of answer to that question, though. And I, I think, think that's a great answer because I think in so many ways you you have modeled that. I mean, oh, I think because you are out in 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 your life, and and you know there isn't. I don't. I can't. I cannot think of a part of your life that you're not. And then you're actively talking about, and especially on this radio show, um, some personal stuff that you know you and I have talked about off the air, and then suddenly you come out with it on the air, and I'm like. Wow, I don't know if I could be that brave, and I'm just I'm like wow, and you're just putting it right out there, and and then hearing about it from other folks out in the community, going, thank you, you know, for at least talking about it, mm-hmm. you know. So, and okay, I took some of the credit too, but it was one of those. It's fine. <laughs> but, I mean, you're it was here too, we did it, doing but it. But we talked about it, and I just thought yeah. that that was really. 
but you're right because there was a drag queen for me as well i mean he's still alive and you know rachel st john who you know if i really didn't meet rachel st john i don't think i would be here today i really don't think mm-hmm. that i mean his being him being out and uh, and being in drag and 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 just he was the one that showed me the 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 differences in the community that it's just not i mean i never came out because i thought it was you had to get up on to be gay you had to be up on stage in women's clothing and and mouth the words to to songs i wasn't any of that i wasn't a good singer right. i wasn't interested in putting women's clothing on and getting really? up on stage no, yeah really exactly. well now <laughs> i do it for fun now it's like woohoo um, you know just for the shock value but you know, but back then I was, and people don't believe me, but I was a real wallflower. I was very, in fact, yeah, yeah. He, he reminds me of it every once in a while. Like, you know, I don't know if I did right by you because you are just so mouthy now. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you just go out there. But I and think. I, yeah, I think, I'm sorry, you were going to You know, but you're right. I think some of those folks that, especially I'm reminded with pride, that with pride is that, you know, those are the folks that get onto the news. Those mm-hmm. are the folks that, that, that everybody wants to be separated from and things, but yet they're the ones. They're the ones. Well, and they're all, they're the ones that I think I feel most inspired by in a lot of ways. And, you know, it's certainly not Christy Todd Whitman that I'm inspired by. Right. Who's, yes. you know, or whatever. The thing is that they're the folks in our community that are so far out there. Yeah that there's no turning back for them and they right. they take risks every day just by being around right. you know just by getting up out of their bed and going outside and they're taking a risk and they're being bold and yes. i really embrace that and yeah. really find it inspiring and yes. um and wonderful and you know that all of that being said we're about to run out of time in fact maybe we did already i don't know but right that we do need to remind folks that it was the it was the drag queen it was a drag queen and it was drag queens that were at Stonewall yep. that night in, in June in 1969 yep. that started the modern gay civil rights movement. And yes. we cannot forget that. Right. Right. And so if, you know, if you're offended by the drag queens and how outlandish they are right. and, and whatever, you know, just remember that. Like, yes. they started something that gave you a lot of what you have today. Yep. Granted, we've still got a lot of more work to do. But I think that that's where Eric Rofus was important to me because I didn't know where to go from there. I knew how to be out. I knew how to act up. I knew how to do all that, but I didn't know how to go from here. Like, mm-hmm. what's by, what's the vision? And I think that that's what Eric Rofus has. And I really encourage people to find their Eric Rofus or the drag queen that was mm-hmm. in um, the bar. I almost said it. Sorry. Because I'm going to ask you after the show if I know it. But I want to encourage you to go to the next step. And those who are listeners right. who actually want to get on the air with us and actually, you know, talk with Christy and I on a regular basis. And uh, we encourage you to be uh, one of our co-hosts. And That's so right. please send us a little demo tape, uh, five minutes or so, or however length you think is uh, is important to show us your talents. And um, also a one-page letters kind of saying why you want to be a co-host on Closets. And you can send that to closets to cool kids at closetsontheair.com. Yep. And, and you can also send it here also or to the radio station at right. 530 SAB um, Ann Arbor,